Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Good evening, one and all, to the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. If you would like to uh, send me an email, it's very simple, X-Zone at X-ZoneRadioTV.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to uh, find out what the broadcast schedule is on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just go to www.xzbn.net. And for the broadcast schedule of the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, simultv.com. My guest to this hour, Exxon Nation, is, um, let me see, Eric Bickernix. Now, we're going to be talking to uh, Eric about a number of things, including a dead guy. First of all, uh, welcome to the show, Eric. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Good. Uh, a dead guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a whole other separate uh, website, basically. Uh, my own personal sort of spot to dump things. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, if all goes well, yeah. uh, hopefully I'll be known as a dead guy for much longer than an alive guy. That's only if it's, so I'm willing to let the joke play out, ooh, I don't know, for another 30 years. You know, and then everybody will get the joke, so. All right. <laughs> I, I had to ask. I, I just right. had to ask. Tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about yourself, my friend. Right. Uh, well, basically, I wrote a book, uh, which basically should have been a film. Basically, I'm a frustrated filmmaker. Aren't we all? Um, and, yeah. 
And uh, basically, so instead of trying to write a film script, because who's going to you know read a film script? Uh, I thought I had a cool idea for a story, mm-hmm. and basically wrote a novel form first. Yeah. Uh, based on all sorts of true events within the UFO world, and I guess we'll get to that. Um, yeah, and basically at this point, I'm working on the film script, and yeah, who knows if the world will even care? But uh, there, I got it down in book form first. Hey, listen, we care. That's why you're on the show tonight. <laughs> okay. Hey, so, I, I also understand that you've had some success with funny novelty song compositions. Any that we would know? <laughs> yeah, no, I was on uh, uh, Dr. Demento. Geez, wow, we're talking a while ago, right? Um, oh, my God, Dr. Demento. Now, that yeah. is a while ago. You're showing <laughs> yeah. your age, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, I, uh, oh, I did a Ren Stimpy um, um, takeoff. Basically, took a bunch of samples, threw, threw some... Uh, Threw it over a drum beat. Right. Like I said, this is, yeah, back in the day there. So, yeah. <laughs> and I got my uh, Dr. Demento record and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess Excellent. that makes me legit. I made it to the radio and got a BMI check for my efforts. And, and that, that also makes you famous. Come on. Not everybody gets a BMI <laughs> check. Oh, my powers of obscurity, I think, are pretty darn strong <laughs> here. So, <laughs> um, you're interested in the paranormal now. How did that happen? Where does that fit in between, uh, you know, writing uh, writing scripts, being part of the meatball football culture, or writing novelty <laughs> song compositions, and getting a check for twenty dollars from BMI? There you go. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I you know, uh, as another sci-fi nut. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we we can't use that song anymore. It's no. politically incorrect. As a sci-fi <laughs> enthusiast. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> does, does, all right, wing that. Uh, wing okay, that, we can use that. that. All right. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, no, basically, I, you know, I've yeah, seen all the movies. Um, I've been following every single UFO, uh, you know, report. Yeah. And, you know, even back in the 60s, I remember back, you know, as a kid in the 60s, uh, there were only like 12 UFO books out yeah. there, you know. Um, yeah, and then from this point forward, we just, you know. You see, the uh, best UFO yeah. stories were in Playboy. Yeah. Well, that's what I kept on telling my father anyway. <laughs> well, I like what they wrote in Playboy. Uh-huh. You know, it pleased me too, you know. So, yeah, no, some good stuff. Um, yeah, so, so like I said, and I've mm-hmm. just been following everything. Uh, and basically, so <sighs> I was always, I'm basically kind of frustrated that, that, well, no one ever has actually made a cool UFO uh, movie. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I talk about Close Encounters and yeah, all that. That was but, pretty cool. Yeah, but I think it's more like along the lines of the Lone Gunman series that's spin off from the X Files. Oh yeah, um, which I was kind of disappointed. Like, well, like that would be cool. Like, you know, the conspiracy theory guys uh, just have fun with it. No, nah, you know, yeah, I, I, I think the X Files as well have passed its its uh, right. expiration date, and I think that people mm-hmm. are are like you. I agree with you. They're looking for something that has meat on the bones instead of. Skull, uh, you know, uh, instead of Mulder trying to get Scully right. and, and the rest of it and his long lost sister, you know, like how long can you actually milk that scenario? Well, I, if there's money pouring out, I guess you just yeah. keep milking, baby. Yeah, I guess, you know. But, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, something. So have you seen a UFO? No. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure I've, I've seen things, think, you know, the points of light in the uh-huh. sky in the distance where I'm sure a more historical person would go, oh, my God. It's like, no, it's just a dot of light. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd, yeah. but uh, my mind certainly won't go, you know, there. <laughs> certainly there's got to be another, you know, uh, answer for it. What do you think just, that just, answer well, is? Just, just for a little bit. Hold on. I'm specifically, a little tiny dot way in the, you know, way, way in the distance here. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, Yeah. Could be an but airplane. It could cool be a planet. Reports. Yeah. Oh, what? Go ahead. I said it could be an airplane. It could be yeah. a planet. Yeah, yeah. It could be my ex-mother-in-law right. on her broom. <laughs> yeah. But certainly, there's uh-huh. other things that have you know been reported. Which yeah, no, that's interesting. So you know, <laughs> I'm only going to get excited on you know sure. some of the good juicy reports that that are out there. Hey, let me uh, ask, let so me ask you something. Does. Let me ask you something. As, as a guy who's very media savvy, because you're you know you do videos and you do film production, why do you think in the year 2019 that we still haven't been able to photograph or film or video that conclusive smoking video of a UFO? Well, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, because basically every single person has a camera yeah. in their pocket now, right? Mm-hmm. And back, certainly back in the 60s, um, 
you know, I'm even thinking, yeah, even let's let's go to, let's go to Bigfoot. Sure. <laughs> uh, every single person has a camera, you know, in their pocket. Yep. Now, in like the Pat Roger Patterson footage, you know, mm-hmm. okay, fine. He was looking for Bigfoot. He, you know, he wa- he was loaded with a film camera on his horse in a you know in a bag ready to go. Uh-huh. So that's how he managed to do it. Fine, but right at this point, you know, <laughs> how how do you not how, how how is he not being avoided? You know. Filmed. Well, you know, you know what the the question with the Rogers Patterson film that nobody's ever been able to answer is why or how did Roger Patterson know exactly where to go to film Bigfoot? Apparently, well, from what I read, it was well, yeah, they had some footprint footprint sightings, mm-hmm. so he knew where to go allegedly. Apparently, yes, um, yeah. On <laughs> on that uh, particular note. Uh, I guess here's my crackpot theory. Okay. Um, <laughs> is all right. Let's let's say let's say Roger Patterson. Let's okay, let's say the, the the Patterson footage is was faked, right? Mm-hmm. It was like okay, it was yep. Rod, a cowboy was able to make a, a a you know a suit back in '67 that that looks like that. It looks yeah. Yeah, look, yeah I mean, but I think cool. I think you're forgetting one very important aspect of, of Roger Patterson. He was known to embellish things. Yes. Well, yeah. So, so my point is, okay, yeah. so let, let's, let's use that as, okay, it, Bigfoot is fake, right? Patterson faked in 67. Yeah. Okay, so how come we have, okay, so that proves anybody can come up with a, you know, a Bigfoot outfit and then shoot footage like that. Yeah. Where is it? Well, I mean, right well, that, come that, on, that's come your on, proof. Come it can be on. done. A cowboy can do it. Sure. Well, you, you know, you know as well as I do that with CGI, you can create right. anything to make it look so lifelike that right. even if you shot something... With a with the with a 4K camera, you, right? You show it, and people won't believe you anymore. Right. Well, yeah, you can fake it. Yeah. By the way, but I'm not a proponent for Bigfoot. I'm just saying that. Oh, that, I understand. Here, that's a logical argument. Yeah. That since everyone has a camera in their pocket, and there's mm-hmm. some cool footage out there. Okay, there's a back, there's a there's a shoulder of one sitting there. Yeah, it could be faked. Yeah. Okay. You know. But how come Patterson uh, didn't take ride his horse and go after the Bigfoot? I, I, I don't uh, understand that. There you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a plenty. You're right. All right. Listen, you and I have to take our first commercial break. Um, Eric, Exxon Nation, Eric Bickernix is our special guest. Right. And he's written a book called A Dead Guy. No, so, the book is called High Strangeness. High Strangeness. Oh, <laughs> high okay. Strangeness, yeah. All right. So why did they send me this? I don't oh, know. <laughs> I see. The Dead Guy Stuffed by Eric Bickernix. The book's video and crackpot manifesto of author Eric Bickernix. So, okay, there we go. Yeah, the, the website is, is a crackpot manifesto. High Strangers is a book about, right. All right. Cool okay, site. and we're going to be talking on the other side of this break. You ready for this? Exonation Cape Cod UFO. His website, www.capecodufo.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, starting mid-February, I still don't have a date yet, the Exxon TV show will be on cable 14 throughout Hamilton. And starting later on in February, we're going to be on iLaunch Radio in all, I'm sorry, iLaunch TV, that's the Exxon TV channel, throughout the United States and 50 uh, international countries. And we're also going to be on Comcast. I'm Rob McConnell. And we'll be back talking about the Cape Cod UFO. Don't go away. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, 
integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. We didn't have anything for the ghost of Cape Cod, so we had to use something. And Gordon Lightfoot was our first choice with the, uh, <laughs> let me see, ghost of, of uh, Cape Horn here on the Exxon, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. My guest this hour is Eric Bickernix and the website www.capecodufo.com. Going through the information that you sent us, I, I my first question is, who is Mel, and how did you get involved with him? <laughs> Mel. Well, Mel is the short for Melissa. Melissa is the character, a female uh, reporter, ah. newspaper reporter, in the story. So, but she, yeah, she just she has a yeah, <laughs> uses the nickname Mel. All righty. So, yeah. Melissa, I'm sorry if you're listening, even though you are fictional. <laughs> these are fic- these are fictional characters. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> so- well, technically, she could be listening upstairs. It is uh, my my wifey girlfriend basically helped me on those sections. Uh, your your wife, novel. your wife, and your girlfriend. Wifey girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I, married. I uh, well, have, haven't been married. Been living with, with been living with her for twenty two years. Uh-huh. Uh I, I, The joke is, I have a commitment problem. <laughs> well, actually, you know, uh, if it works, don't fix it. <laughs> Precisely. There you go. <laughs> okay, so uh, tell us a bit about uh, the. Um, the uh, the UFO phenomenon in Cape Cod is that real or is this made up as well? Well, well, first off, uh, what was his name here? Where did we find him? Yeah, no, Bud Hopkins <laughs> actually had a sighting in the in Truro, and basically I start my book there back in 1964 in August. Uh, Bud Hopkins, who basically wrote uh, the book Missing Time, yeah, uh, UFO abductions and and did all that. Um, yeah, he actually had a sighting uh, in the literally I I took. The first sighting that I did in my book literally happens in the same spot Bud Hopkins saw his. Um, so, yeah, technically there have been some UFO activity, you know, according to Bud Hopkins, <laughs> back uh, back out in the end of the peninsula, basically. 
Uh, Bud Hopkins. He was uh, he was best known for his uh, uh, hypnosis that he did on on right. uh, alleged um, alien abduction cases. But we, yep. you know, one of the shows that we produce here is with uh, Doctor Lieutenant Colonel uh, Kevin Randall, and Kevin had Bud Hopkins' ex-wife on, and cool. she said it was nothing but a bunch of bunk. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he right, basically well. called him a con artist. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, if it sells books. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? If it don't bleed, it don't lead. So okay. why do it? <laughs> um, so did you actually go to Cape uh, Cod and, and do investigations and, in, in, you know, include the information that you obtained in your investigation into the UFO cases as yeah. well as the paranormal into your book? Yeah, well, no, well, well, basically, I wrote, you know, I live here on Cape Cod. Okay. Uh, so the novel is set, you know, I write, write what you know, basically, mm -hmm. and, uh, well, <laughs> and sort of the premise um, of the whole thing is, what if a UFO kept coming back to the same part of the country? Uh, and it would certainly attract some interesting people. And then I have it show up at the beginning of tourist season on a small peninsula as Cape Cod, and yeah. then I let the hysteria begin. And basically, I, I took all these, uh, you could almost say it's sort of inspired by true events. Uh, right off the bat, um, the first UFO sighting is sort of based off the Phoenix Lights from March 13th. Uh, so, so, sorry, the V-shaped incident, because there's two things that happen on the Phoenix Lights mm -hmm. March 13th, right. And I was kind of thinking of like the V-shaped, and, and that sort of seems to be the classic shape that's seen now these days, is the V-shaped um, um, type of UFO. Sure. It's also, also known as a flying wing. Yeah. Also included, uh, incorporated the Illinois UFO from January 5th, 2000, the Lebanon uh, Illinois UFO from St. Clair County. That's sort mm -hmm. of a triangular shaped thing. And the cops, a bunch of cops saw that. And there's a whole bunch of UFO, uh, sorry, there's a whole bunch of um, YouTube videos, you know, and documentaries on that. So basically, you take something like that. And then fly it over some 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 uh, you know a decent sized population. In the book, I have it come over the Barnstable County Fair, and basically everybody sees it. So now it's not like well, just one uh, yeah one guy. That guy's probably you know <laughs> a wingnut. Uh, but the point is you know okay, everyone sees it. Everyone gets it on video. Um, and now you know basically the military. There's there's an Air Force base here on Cape Cod. Um, and basically, yeah, then from there, just mix everything up. Uh, you, know, you know, those guys are trying to deny it, mm -hmm. as they normally would. Um, and more people are coming to the area. I have a character sort of um, based on, the, on um, how famous Bob Lazar is. Uh, he claims that, that um, the, the aliens aren't in, or basically aren't in Area 51. They're actually frozen on the Otis Air Force Base because why? There was a crash saucer, and obviously you want to leave the aliens next to where they crashed, right? Because if they're going to come back, <laughs> they, they got to be able to find them. But you see, that's in contrary to what people who believe in Roswell are saying because they're saying that the aliens were taken from Roswell and sent up to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. Right. I'm I'm having fun and playing with with the audience's expectation I that see. aliens are supposed to be greys. They mm -hmm. uh, they you know they live in spaceships and and, and there's other possibilities out there. Um, and I sort of address that in the novel. Well, you know, it, it, here's another th here's another possibility that the aliens actually live in Mexico and they want to cross the wall <laughs> before they get here. Um, we need, why, we need a high wall. Yeah, that's true. Eh? Tell me, why do you think? People are so interested in UFOs and the possibility of extraterrestrials without well, the smoking gun. Yeah. Well, no, well, it's cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a certainly a big, big question. I think it's turned into basically folklore because, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're all now consistent. You know, it's basically grays. Yep. Standard pointy eyes, pointy head. Again, back when I was a kid in the 60s, it was always like, ooh, what do the aliens look like this time? You know, and it was one thing where, they, oh, they're kind of elephant looking. And that was the, that was the whole fun of, of reading about reports in the 60s. It's like, oh, it's going to be different. Let's sure. see what happened this time. You know, uh, I think the Barney and Betty Hill, their aliens, you know, mm. have their own shape. Nope, now it's all consistently the same thing as if, you know, come on, can, can we get some interesting aliens out there? Or, or if we're going to make stuff up, well, it, or we'll have a delusion, you know, come up with a, something original. Well, if you live into, listen to David Icke, you'll understand, you know, he talks about reptilians and how the reptilian race of aliens has impregnated every, you know, is, is the founder of, 
of humanity. And, you know, if you go, if you trace the bushes back long enough and if you trace Her Majesty in, in England and, you know, the Queen, you know, they're, alien, they're reptilian aliens. My question is, uh, so, so, well, here, I'll answer my question, but okay. so why does it have to be a piece of biology in a, in a container? Well, that's it, you, you need a thingy, you know, con- controlling sure. it. Piece of, you know, you know, what a reptilian, gray, whatever. Yeah. Just coincidence that you breathe air. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- why? Why? You know, well, well, why? I can answer why. Obviously, that's how we would perceive, you know, or <laughs> that's how we would think of it. Well, why uh, does it have to be a carbon-based unit? Why can't it be a silicon-based unit or, or a mercury-based unit? We assume about, that it's going to be carbon-based. Right. How about this? How about the UFO itself is the alien? Basically, if it's a form of AI, why does it even have to be based on, you know, carbon or whatever? Exactly. It's and a, if the a, alien... a solid state, solid state being. No. Yeah. And if <laughs> the aliens... I'm saying that this is my precise belief. I'm just a little disclaimer here. Yeah. But yeah, here's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if the aliens are so smart, why wouldn't they use robotic craft? Why would they have to come here themselves? Uh, correct. And if, yeah. <laughs> and if they are so smart, why do they keep hitting our planets? Um <laughs> Think about it. They they avoided everything. All right. They avoided, if they're going at speed of light, Mm -hmm. they avoided every little particle. And and basically, if you're you're either a a piece of dust is traveling at the speed of light or you're traveling at the speed of light, they had to avoid every little tiny thing. But Earth got in the way. And oh, oh, geez, Zork, look out. You hit it. (laughs) Actually, actually, it was William Shatner who told them which map to use. Rocket Man. There you go. Oh my God! I'm glad he never took up singing seriously. <laughs> he's got a bunch of albums out there. I got the last one there. He. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's now parodying himself. So, uh, oh, hey, they're geez. fun. <laughs> hey, well, what you know? He's a fellow Canadian, so I. Ah, good day. You know, I, I give him a I give him a kudos for all the great work he's done over the years. All right. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of questions out there. Like, you know, I've talked to people who've come on the show who swear that the aliens are responsible for reverse engineering and that there was a crash of the craft is at Area 51. And you know, they, they go on for, for, if you let them for hours and hours, and then you ask them one simple question. Like, all right, if there is a reversed engineered craft, how come we're still using solid rocket fuel? <laughs> right, and how come they didn't, you know, Realizing what it would have done to our society, would they have come back? <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, how we think of explorers as lone individuals yeah. way out there, and oh god, the guy fell off. The, you know, the guy died on the mountain. Now leave him up there. <laughs> We're just going to leave him there. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, would they come back? <laughs> and wouldn't it be a concern? Like, yeah, we really shouldn't leave our stuff there. Yeah, and nah, they're going to probably hurt themselves well, that, uh, with it. You see, that's why E.T. had that dime in his pocket, <laughs> so he could call home and let them know right. where he was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you and I have got to take our news break at the bottom okay. of the hour. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Eric Bickernix and uh, his website, www.capecodufo.com. And Nick, Eric, and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, X-Zone Nation, you can get the current edition of the X-Chronicles newspaper that we've been publishing since January 1990 with our compliments at xchroniclesnewspaper.com. That's X-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S newspaper.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. Don't go away. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows they might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife but who are they what do they want why are they here perhaps most concerning has the government been aware of their presence all along 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, Facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. And welcome back to the Exxon. And the right time of the night is listening Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. That's Jennifer Warrens with the right time of the night here on the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is Eric Bickernix. His website is www.capecodufo.com. Um, we talked briefly about the Phoenix Lights. What is your take on what they actually were? Yeah, well, <laughs> I was I was just on the wiki uh, site, mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, when you re when you first hear about it, you're like, well, well, first off, there's two incidences, right? Clearly, yeah. one are a bunch of flares that that hot, that fall behind you know, a mountain range in the distance. They matched up the footage. It's like, yeah, come on, yeah, look, it's clear. But then the second incident is that V-shaped thing that came over. And people were freaked out by that. Mm -hmm. On the wiki site, it said that some guy mentioned uh, that he had some binoculars on it. And he goes, yeah, it's a formation of planes. Um, and the feeling was, yeah, it was a bunch of um, a bunch of warthog planes. You know, we're dropping the flares back yeah. over in the military area there. And they flew in formation across, you know, in that general direction. Uh, and that's what they were seeing. So... That's an it. You know, like I said, I don't think that. Oh, that that solves it. I'm not saying yeah. that's it, but I thought that was interesting. Like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that. That's probably yeah, that's you know, <laughs> that's probably yeah, that's an easy answer, I guess. Uh, Tell us about the but, uh, Illinois UFO event of January the fifth. That, that's interesting. Where a bunch of cops saw another. It's a triangular shaped um, craft. You know, mm -hmm. size of a you know 747. Basically crossed over. Uh, let me see. It was a Summerfield and Highland. Uh, St. Clair County, and a bunch of those guys saw it. And there's a whole bunch of um, uh, YouTube clips and some documentaries. That is kind of tricky because, like, all right. <laughs> so we're saying if, if you have to be a skeptic, you have to just say, okay, so, so, so these cops got together and decided, hey, this is going to be, yeah, watch this. Let, this is going to be funny. And I can't, you know, and, yeah, you, you would tend to believe, you know, I mean, <laughs> what's in it for the cop? Uh, or free, cops do for. free donuts, free donuts right. and coffee. There you go. <laughs> right. So that was kind of intriguing. Um, and I sort of have that in the beginning of my book where a mm -hmm. bunch of cops in Toronto see a similar, you know, uh, thing and react to it. Um, so, yeah, I, I find that interesting, you yeah, know, along true. with, like I said, the, 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 uh, the Air Force people, pilots, mm -hmm. you know, the people have the more credibility to their name, basically. Did you happen to catch the first uh, episode of uh, Project Blue Book? 
No. And oh. I caught a glimpse of the um, the Lubbock Lights one there. Yeah. And, and they show the Lubbock Lights like like at 100 feet off the ground behind some tree. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, <laughs> well, when I read the Lubbock Lights in the 60s, they had the picture, you know, the, the, little, the little V-shaped mm-hmm. thing. But it was way high up there. But again, yes, if you're trying to make it cool, let's let's lower that right down to 100 feet behind the trees, um, you know. So I was kind of disappointed, like, wait, you know, <laughs> I, get, I like how it's just morphing into something else. Sure. You know, uh, I, I remember the original Project Blue Book TV series that was in the late 70s. Right. So here they're trying to make a comeback, and the reviews that I saw on The Hollywood Reporter and uh, Vanity and all the other, you know, uh, TV guide, two words. It sucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but something did catch my eye. Um, uh, Heaven's Gate. Oh. How does Heaven Gate with uh, Marsha with Marshall Applewhite and his right. cult relate to your book? <laughs> I have a, also uh, who was attracted to my UFO uh, repeated sightings over the Cape uh, was Click, the uh, leader of the Fornicians UFO cult. Uh, basically, they're waiting for the mothership to arrive so they can have sex with the aliens. Um, now, he's basically a combination of, like I said, Applewhite uh, from Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. Again, he doesn't want to kill himself. That's also It's also uh, worked in with the Uralians, who obviously want to have sex with the aliens, and a little a dash of Billy Mayer, Meyer, I think, yeah, a Swiss guy. Yeah, Billy Meyer, yeah. They had all the cheesy 8-millimeter footage. He, uh, the Plagiarians, I guess, were yeah. his aliens. That he, was he, also, he also used uh, the gold diggers, uh, the dancers from the Dean Martin show, and tried to pass right. them off as the the uh, the Plagiarians. Right. Yeah. So I have him sort of represent, representing the old school sort of you know, take on faking UFOs, you know, a pie plate. And basically on the cover of my novel is, yeah, a pie plate. Um, <laughs> and that kind of thing, which basically bugs... The, the, the serious researchers, uh, that how could something so, you know, basic as a pie plate be taken seriously? Well, it has been in the Billy Meyer well, case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, our game has gotten a lot better, you know, since then. So uh, yeah. if you're going to create a fake UFO, yeah, you need a lot more than just a pie plate. Photoshop and CGI. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you, you know, Billy Meyer, we've had, we've done extensive stories on Billy Meyer here. We've had Michael Horn on the show, who is the North American representative of the Billy Meyer cult. And then Cal Korf, who did an undercover investigation exposing Billy Meyer, because uh, Cal actually went undercover into uh, the compound and was there for a while as an undercover journalist. Uh, Why do you think people get sucked into these things? Like, we talked about the interest in the UFOs, and okay, yeah, you know, like, that's the general public, you know, but when you get involved in the cult, and let's face it, the aliens, you know, <laughs> right? Well, obviously, there's a certain type of person that finds, you know, finds all that appealing. Yeah. Um, so I certainly don't think everybody, you know, uh, I just think that's the whole thing is funny <laughs> of the people who want to conform or you know, and just just be mm-hmm. part of the group. Um, and as a joke, uh, the the sidekick of uh, sort of my main protagonists gets sucked into the cult. Uh, basically, he just wants to have sex with one of the cute girls. Um, and that sort of bugs him. Like, come on, he's, he's, you're dropping your ideals. You're joining a, a UFO cult. Uh, you know, and these guys were trying to be all about, you know, taking UFO stuff seri- uh-huh. you know, seriously. Let, let me ask just, you something. Yeah, the guy just wants to, you know. Let me ask looking. you something. Have you right. ever seen the girls that are Raelians? <laughs> I yes, I've seen some footage. Oh uh, my yeah. God! <laughs> I'll join for a day, sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, very attractive young ladies. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about. Let me see. Um, we talked about UFOs. We've talked about. Um, we talked about the Phoenix Lights, Bud Hopkins. Well, you know, like getting back to Hopkins, because, you know, he was kind of a legend in his own little specific area. Right. And it seems that the the oldies and goldies are not heard of anymore. Like nobody hears about, um, let me see, I was just talking, uh, Seth Shostak, he, you know, he's around, but he's kind of doing right. his own thing these days. Uh, Daryl Sims, he's doing his own thing, and I think he's now selling real estate. Uh, Travis Walton, well, Travis is still going around saying that he was abducted by aliens. Uh well, Bob Lazar has has a comeback, right? <laughs> Didn't he have a whole documentary something about him? 
I, I don't know if, if, if he did. I missed it. And no, here's, here's something very interesting about Lazar's case with all his claims about Area 51. Right. I had T.D. Barnes on, a contractor from the CIA who was, who was contracted from, this, uh, from the Army into the CIA. And this is well documented. The guy is legitimate. Uh, and uh, he, was, he worked on the a couple of uh, CIA uh, Defense Department projects uh, for the lunar missions as well as the X-15 and, and other projects. And I asked him point blank. I said, what is, what is it with aliens, Area 51? It, it, what, is there any truth to it? He said, the public provided their own cover story. <laughs> Right. I said, well, while you were there, did you see any UFOs or, or aliens? He said, Rob, no. <laughs> you know, and yet when you read a book by Annie Jacobson, who talked about exposing Area 51, one of the CIA operatives was misquoted. She asked him if uh, something to do with extraterrestrials or, or something of that context. And, and he said in a joke, yeah, they, they're here. And she published it as a fact. So when you've got this going on, it's no wonder the people that that are trying to get some semblance of sanity when it comes to the the UFOs and, and everything else, they get a little bonged up. Because let's face it, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, the Internet is the largest septic tank that mankind ever made because there's more <laughs> crap in it than there is anything else. Well, it's funny. I was mentioning that... Uh... Basically, somebody else. Uh, let me uh, quick little side story, because because what it ha well what, what what it's doing basically is allowing anyone with their own little opinion, yep. uh, or we'll, we'll we'll say crackpot theory, to actually network up with other crackpots, <laughs> <laughs> or people with uh, you know whatever viewpoints. Okay, you know, the, we pull it, uh, the uh -huh. correct way, uh, the polite way, should we say it? But I remember back in the eighties, right? Yeah. Um, there was I had a I was invited onto a radio show. To talk about UFOs, I was sort of the resident skeptic, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and you know, and we had a, a small group of friends who, you know, who, who were into this, the whole UFO science thing. Right. Um, so I went on the show and I know it was a tiny little, and I basically, this, I, I, I literally put this in my book as is. Just All right, listen, like, okay, this listen is hold on here, buddy. We're going to have to take our final right. break because I want to okay. hear the whole story. Right. Well, when I come back, my tribute to all of you UFO believers on the other side of this news break. It's a little song that I really love, and this is going to be dedicated when we come back, this bumper, to everyone who believes in UFOs. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and my guest this hour is Eric Nicker, uh, Bickernix. Bickernix. Good Irish name. Yeah, Eric Bickernix. <laughs> and uh, the website is capecodufo.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Well, I just got back from Roswell, where the aliens have been. And if you ask the feds the cause, well, they'll only lie again. Now I'm hunted by the gumshoes, and I'm wanted by the cops, cause they think that I might be the guy making circles in the crops. And I know that there's a conspiracy from the voices in my head. Elvis lives, that's clear to me. It's McCartney who is dead. And if the Mars man should come again and take me, I will go. I will take a trip on their rocket ship. God bless the UFO. Give JFK this message. It's the Cuban army's fault. And I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault. We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about a car that runs on chewing gum, but the Arabs rubbed him out. And we loudly warn that America is badly unprepared. When the Cold War grew, we need something new that can get you good and scared. You wonder just who warning you of conspiracies today. We're the ones who fill the rumor mill. We are the CIA. Ah, there we go. God bless the UFO. I haven't played that in a while. <laughs> yeah, you've got to wonder. You really have to wonder with every, you know, like, I, I don't know when there's been another time in history, and maybe you can help me out here, Eric, where there has been so much attention paid by so many on the weird the strange the mysterious the incredible like we've got monster hunters we've got ghost hunters we've got bigfoot hunters we've got uh, ufo hunters alien hunters like what what's going on <laughs> well it's cool stuff isn't it i mean uh basically how much uh what, what else is there to basically well how much of the unknown is there still unknown you know well, I, um, I think there's quite a bit you know and, oh yeah and people ask me you know rob you've been doing your show now for 30 years five nights a week you know the, do the numbers i think i've had over five thousand individual guests over the years everybody from neil armstrong to um we even had a uh, goober from gomer pile on uh, Mar uh you know lindsey george lindsey uh 
What about Buzz? Do you have Buzz? Oh, yeah. We've had Aldrin on, and we've also had uh, Mitchell. Yeah. Can I say that was the greatest punch ever when he hit that guy uh, doing all that? Um, okay. Using him. That's right. Oh, that was uh, it. Sabril. I, I stood Sabril, up and saluted. Sabril, Sabril, that was like okay. such a yes. Thank he he yeah. he gets he deserves he's allowed to punch anybody who he wants. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that that, that was that was kind of, I, I yeah, but just he knowing Sabril, as as you know, I I don't know if that was set up or or what you know like, I, I I'm not, the the jury's out on that one. <laughs> okay, the jury's out on that one because, you know, uh, Buzz Aldrin himself uh, lately isn't playing with uh, 52 cards in the deck. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know. You, know, I, <laughs> you I, get older. Come on. Yeah. Is that what I have looked forward to? <laughs> it's just like Paul Hellier. Paul Hellier, the former defense minister of Canada, right? Uh, he is also the deputy uh, prime minister. So you've got you've got a, a dual portfolio here. You're the depart. You're, you're head of the Department of Defense for Canada, and if anything happened to uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, then he would have taken over. And when Trudeau was out of the country, you know. He was uh, kind of the head honcho of the Liberal Party back then. But here he is, while he's in office, and, and I interviewed him, and I said, while you're, because now he's on this UFO kick, you know, he's right. a great proponent for UFOs. And I asked him point blank, I said, Mr. Hellier, during your tenure as Minister of Defense, did you see any UFO files cross your desk? Now, if you're the Defense Minister for Canada and there's UFO traffic over Canada, don't you think the Minister of Defense would actually know this? His answer was, no. I wasn't interested until uh, in UFOs until after I retired and read the book by Philip Corso, Day After, uh, Day After Roswell. Not, uh, wow, gee, I'm blanking already here. On our, which president, one of our presidents, said he actually looked into it? Um, uh, Bill, yeah, Bill Clinton, I believe, actually admitted, I was looking into it. Yep, I wanted to get to the bottom of it. And, and then Hillary did. said no. So, well, <laughs> well, yeah, come on. Yeah, because it was probably funded by the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> well, well, technically, these are temporary employees, right? So of yeah. uh, the president. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to keep a secret, you certainly want to tell them since they'll be, you know. Well, you know what? Uh, long the, gone. Here's another thing I can't understand. Every country in the world breaks into every other country's database. We know hacking goes on. It's no big secret. So let me say, let's say that I am a country that is not a friend of the United States. And if I wanted to cause civil, you know, civil unrest within hours, all I would need to do is break into that computer bank, find the information of UFOs, and publish them. That would show that the government had been lying to the people since at least 1947, right? That hasn't sure. happened. Or how about there's just nothing there? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had fun with that with one of my characters here from the Air Force base who uh, eventually everybody goes there and starts accusing them. Yeah. You're covering it up. It's like, well, how do I explain to you people that, you know, if there are no leprechauns, and I tell you there are no leprechauns, and you insist, what, how am I going to explain to you that there is no cover-up? There's no leprechauns here. But that's uh, an interesting yeah. point you've brought up. There are more people who believe in leprechauns than believe in UFOs and aliens. <laughs> I think it's got something to do with the Guinness myself, but. Or Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. Lucky They're magically delicious. Yes. <laughs> There's something that is strange. And I'm going to give somebody out there a billion, I, a billion dollar idea right here, right now. And I've been known to do this. Yeah. A UFO cereal. Little have little a TV, alien. a TV show, basically, you're saying? No, 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 no. A cereal, you know, breakfast cereal. Oh, okay. Well, they had it already. Where have you been? Uh, the Crispin Quake, uh, Quisp guy, right from the 60s? He was an alien. He was a, it was a little U-shaped. Boy, I'm that old, aren't I? <laughs> That's like, there was, yeah. Sorry, it's been done. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I do. Crispin Quake. It might have been an American thing then. Uh, did you get... yeah. No, we didn't get that up here in Canada. But w what we did get was macaroni in the shape of rocket ships. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, Qu a... Qu Quisp and Quake. It was from the 60s. Yeah. Really? It's got to be on the, on the internet someplace. Oh, so. uh, was that the one Bruce Jenner was on when he was a man before he changed? <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what that what had happened. Wait a sec. No, this predates sec. that even Wait a sec, wait a sec. So. How's this? Conspiracy theory. Bruce Jenner was actually 
an extraterrestrial. That's why he changed from man <laughs> to woman. Hmm. He's a shapeshifter. <laughs> hmm. Only here on the Exxon. And the worst part is it's only Tuesday. There's a whole week to go more. So what happens tomorrow? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> you know, I go, I go home at night and my wife says, So, honey, who are your guests tonight? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm doing this show oh, for so long. It's not that I'm, I, don't, I don't enjoy my guests. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I cherish every guest we have on because without the guests coming on, you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be employed for the past 30 years. But I have to purge <laughs> because 20 guests a week, right. you got to purge. Plus, you know, this isn't my only gig. Like, you know, I, I, I produce TV shows and other radio shows and night. And it's like, so, yeah, go. So when you say purge, are you saying that, that uh, the, the ratio from the skeptics to believers is lopsided or... Uh, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, it certainly is. You know, the skeptics certainly tilt the balance in their favor. Um, believers, you know what? I, I've seen over the years, and this is something that, that I have the luxury of doing, is looking at the trends over the years. Right. And the trend goes up and down when it comes to UFOs, ghosts. But you know where it stays high? Angels. People well, love angels. And they well, oh they're always in the top three. Well, yeah, well obviously that that just confirms your religious belief. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, so that's what you want. That okay? Uh, yeah, angels. Exactly. <laughs> I I would love to have angels. That's you know along with aliens, Bigfoot. Yeah, it's all yes. That's love it. Now, <laughs> do I want to go believe it? Well, that's a whole separate thing. Well, is is since an angel isn't from Earth, and the angel has wings and descends to the planet, doesn't that make them extraterrestrials? Uh, yeah, basically. How come nobody now, thinks of that? I don't know. Now, but at the same time, so so, so <laughs> the whole business of ghosts and things. Yeah. Um, so you can't be an atheist and believe in ghosts, right? I mean, so so basically, when you say, well, the, the whole spooky, all this paranormal stuff, it's like, well, hold on. So so you, this is just confirming your belief, you know, in an afterlife. And I eat God and and all, and all that. Right. Um, so it seems like if you're going to have uh, uh, people uh, studying the paranormal, shouldn't they at least be atheists? So it's like, okay, good. I'm, that's that's my default position is not true. Okay, let me, let me find something. Well, wait a uh, second. If, if, do it. Versus just confirming what, what you believe in. <laughs> well, you see, because if you're a Christian and you're a paranormal investigator, your religion is based on the number one top selling paranormal book in the world. Right. Because, right. you know, you've got the Holy Ghost, right. and you've got Ezekiel's wheel, and you've got us being run out of time. Listen, I want to thank you so much for joining us, Nick. Great pleasure talking to you. I wish you much success, and Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, Eric Bickernix, visit his website, capecodufo.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. I'll be back after the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Don't go away. Happy like an old-time movie. I'll tell you about the magic and the free of soul. But it's like trying to tell a stranger about a rock and roll. Believe in magic. Don't bother to choose if it's junk and music or rhythm and blues. Just go and listen. It'll start with a smile that won't wipe off your face no matter how hard you try. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. 
To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 